0: Welcome back to 64 A Chess Podcast. I'm David, and uh, I'm joined this week by the Twitch streamer Lula Robs. Lula started playing chess about a year ago. Currently has something like 3,500 followers on Twitch. Uh, Recently won the Dragon Masters Tournament online, sponsored by I think it was hosted by chess.com. Pretty remarkable progress in the last year, and I'm really excited to see where uh, her career goes. Um, she's going to be playing OTB for the first time, so uh, please welcome Lulu Robs to the podcast. How's it going?
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, I've been playing chess for almost 11 months, I think now, so still very much. Uh, I still think of myself very much as a beginner, but I've, I feel like a lot has happened in the past year.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I think uh, I think everyone considers themselves... Uh... Beginners, uh, until they're not, you know, it's going to click one day. Um, True. Now, is this your first podcast <laughs> that you've ever been on?
1: Yeah, this is. I've never done never done a podcast before. I suppose with streaming, I'm used to kind of being recorded and stuff like that. But no, I'm very excited. I watched a couple, well, I listened to a couple of your uh, podcasts before this, and you've had some great people on. So I'm very, very flattered to have been asked. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, you know, I'm always trying to get uh any anyone I can I can really find to try to get on the podcast. Uh so, you know, <laughs> anybody I think is, you know, would would have an interesting story. And I think you do have an interesting story. Um I guess we'll just dive right into it cuz kind of the first thing I was wondering, you know, when I was when I was reading a little bit about you on your on your bio and like checking out your streams, so mm-hmm. you mentioned you've been playing almost a year ago. And I guess I I was wondering like did that have anything to do with Queen's Gambit?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I get this question a lot actually and and yeah of course 100% I mean I feel like the Queen's Gambit is probably one of the biggest things that's happened to chess recently at all um but I I graduated from uni last summer and um my boyfriend at the time actually taught me in December. He taught me to play chess. He was really into chess. And we're still really good friends now. And we we play each other now. And sometimes I beat him, which is really cool. Um, <laughs> but he, taught- <laughs> he, um, he came to stay with us during lockdown last Christmas. And we watched, I'd already seen The Queen's Gambit once. And then we watched it again. So I watched it fully twice before I even knew how to play at all um and he'd always he'd been like treasurer of our uni chess society and stuff and i just had never shown an interest at all at university not even remotely um but it was kind of the combination of those two things um the queen's gambit and yeah the fact that i had somebody who could help me to learn the basics
0: what was your perception of of chess players i know you said your ex-boyfriend uh uh play chess but did, was it like a positive <laughs> was it a negative did you think it was like a nerdy thing
1: um there's actually uh there's a sound alert on my on my channel that we've added recently which comes from a clip of me um a couple of halloweens ago where i came home from a party and he was at home playing chess and i recorded a video and i said to him i said chess is not cool and it never will be um, and now there's a now there's a sound alert on my channel that people can redeem to hear that whilst I'm playing chess. Um, yes. <laughs> so I'm more than willing to admit that I was wrong at the time. Um, I think one one thing about me is I'm very competitive. I think all chess players are. But um, as as a child, you know, I like learned how to move the pieces, but no one ever taught me anything beyond that, and so I was always incredibly frustrated. By the fact that I couldn't figure chess out, and I couldn't figure out how to checkmate, and I couldn't figure out how to win a game, um, because like I was a kid and I just had no access to any any resources or anything like that, um, so I think that probably put me off chess uh, until I just rediscovered it last winter.
0: Now, were <laughs> you a streamer? Like, uh, were you a streamer before you started playing chess, or was it a kind of a two and two thing together?
1: Yeah. So, no, I wasn't a streamer before. I'd always really liked the the idea of streaming, but I and I love video games and stuff like that, which has that's kind of faded a little bit since chess has come on the scene because chess is kind of all consuming for me. Um, But I (laughs) I'd never been like super into a game at the right time to start streaming it if you know what I mean and then um I started streaming chess um very very casually kind of at the beginning of 2021 um like once or twice a week and then I I was I was staying in London at the time um and I was streaming from my MacBook Air which was I wouldn't really wouldn't recommend it um (laughs) It sounded like a plane was trying to take off every time I, like, opened OBS. Um, But when I got home, I had to do, like, a quarantine thing. um, And I started streaming kind of pretty much every day from late April. And um, that's, I think, when things really started happening, probably for my chess growth and for my streaming growth.
0: Yeah, like, with regards to chess, like, how much would you say that, like, most of your improvement happens on or off stream?
1: That's a that's a really good question because I, I actually play more than 90% of all the chess I play on stream. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Um, so I've had to improve on stream pretty much, but I, I did start having lessons, um, like professional lessons last week. Um, oh, wow. And before that, I just, yeah, <laughs> before that, I just had like a couple of uh, friends helping me every now and then off stream it- and a couple of on stream collabs sorry
0: no yeah so so you're you're do you have like a, a real coach uh, like a titled coach or something
1: um yeah so i've actually started having lessons with um jj lang who you've had on the podcast oh
0: yeah jj's amazing
1: um yeah i love jj we've become really fast friends and he's an amazing coach actually yeah. i'm 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 super excited i'm i'm learning um learning a new opening for the first time in ages so it's kind of scary but it's very exciting.
0: It's uh, it's a B4 isn't it?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> I actually I actually kind of uh I main B4 um as white at the moment and I kind of need to stop. Um, <laughs> because I'm kind of reaching the the Elo now where people um don't hang their rook on h8 and they also you know don't play uh knight c6 and hang that e pawn so i need to i need to kind of learn a, a proper opening but yeah, there are um, there are a ton of traps before <laughs> there are actually yeah and i've um i've been playing it now for uh most of the time that i've been playing chess which i know sounds a little bit ridiculous but um it can lead to some actually very interesting mm-hmm. um, positions even when they don't hang things like I think you could play it I have played it in classical I've been playing a weekly classical game on stream and I've played b uh, before every time I've had white and it like it all it means really is that you're not in a direct advantage out of the opening which at my level doesn't really matter most levels are If you're not a titled player, it doesn't really matter. Um, so yeah, I think it just I'm I'm very um big into like positional chess. I'm not super tactical. So I think it leads to some interesting positions for sure.
0: So um I wanna ask you a little bit about this uh, this Dragon Masters tournament because I didn't really know much about it. And then I saw this I saw this amazing clip of you winning it. Um that like (laughs) kind of went viral on chess Twitter, um where you're like, Oh my god, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning, and yeah, freaking out. (laughs)
1: Um. Yeah. yeah. Um, So Dragon Masters um, was uh, a little kind of invitational tournament hosted by Alessia Santaramo, Mm -hmm. um, another um, chess player and streamer. She's great. And I didn't they they'd hosted one before. So this was the second edition. And I think the first one may have even been hosted before I knew how to play chess. So I think it was maybe a year or so ago um and it was super fun it was just kind of um it was streamers from all over actually like variety streamers and everything there there was another chess another kind of like um chess.com partner this time Shimi I don't know if you if you know her she's an Australian chess streamer she's great um but i was i was uh, obviously super excited to be invited to play in it. it was my first kind of competitive tournament and i was so, i was so afraid i was just so terrified um because i i also went in as the highest seed which is surreal to me that i could enter anything and be the highest <laughs> rated player um, <laughs> because i still i have a lot of imposter syndrome about chess and I still feel like uh I don't actually know even how how anything works or how the pieces move or how how to do anything in it um <laughs> so I felt like going in as the highest rated player I did have a lot to prove like I had to prove my rating almost um so I like obviously that pressure was completely put on me by myself um but I think having an audience online obviously adds pressure um and I was wearing a heart rate monitor for kind of all of the games and I think in the final game where I where I did my queen sacrifice which is a clip that you've seen which I was super excited about. I think my heart rate capped out at like 170. <laughs> it was kind of crazy, I was I was kind of shaking.
0: You talked a little bit about this this kind of pressure on yourself and like the imposter syndrome. Um, I'm kind of wondering because, you, like you said, you've mostly been playing all your games on stream so. Something I'm really curious about that I I, unfortunately I never really asked other streamers about is like how how much does Twitch chat like affect your play? Obviously, I don't think they're like you know backseating you and giving you the best moves or whatever. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying like more on a psychological level, like what's happening if you get a little tilted? What's happening if you're going on a bit of a run? What's what, what, how is it like when you're doing do you even pay attention to chat when you're like in the in the think tank? Like, talk me through that, I guess.
1: I think that's that's actually a great question because. Playing chess and streaming at the same time is it's so hard. <laughs> um, I think especially uh, the more, the more my channel's grown, obviously, the more active the chat has become. And so the harder it's become to balance um the kind of streamer versus chess player thing. Cause you have to, it's it's streaming is a juggling act, you know, a lot of the time. Um, and chess is something that if you want to do it to your best. Um, you need to give it all of your focus and you can't do that if you're streaming. Um, so it is, it's very hard to, it's, it's hard to know actually how strong I could be if I played a lot more offline, because I think I, I do think I am a little bit underrated online. Um, my chat definitely agrees with me. I've kind of been beating uh, higher rated opponents in all my classical games. And I've gotten a lot stricter over the past couple of months about backseating in my chat it really bothers me and it really bothers most streamers because you know you you're trying uh you've you've sat there you've analyzed the position and then some guy comes into chat and he's like yeah no you shouldn't have done that or or if you're kind of midway through an online rated game and someone points out a tactic you've missed and it's oh it's so tilting you know yeah, it's horrible. um <laughs> it's awful and um <laughs> I've become, I've definitely become better lately about not getting so tilted on stream. I used to, I used to get a lot more tilted on stream, and I, it's, I mean, it can happen in any competitive game, right? But um, I'm kind, I've moved, I've moved beyond the point where I like tilt resign, which is, which is good <laughs> because uh, I, my first ever classical game that I played on stream, I was winning basically the the entire time, and I blundered um, in the end game. And it was a drawn position, but I was just so angry at myself for blundering my advantage. I just like my opponent offered me a draw, and I just I declined the draw and I resigned the game. I was just so angry wow. with myself. I felt I <laughs> I felt like I had to punish myself for it. It's um, but yeah, it's it's hard to play and stream at the same time. It really is. It's harder than it looks, um, for sure.
0: Yeah, I, I started I started streaming. Um, I started trying to stream. I should say, which is by the way, Twitch.tv Chess Cosmos, stay tuned for some stuff there. Um, yeah, even if you have like one person in chat, it's very hard to even just, you know, look, look in chat and say, Oh my god, my one viewer left like three messages and I just didn't pay attention because I was calculating something. It's brutal. I mean, that's I kind of actually a very good segue into what I really wanted to ask next, which is, um, how did you like grow your channel in the last, you know, near year or something? What was, what's kind of your strategy to that?
1: Um, yeah, so that's a it's a good question because I think a lot of a lot of Twitch I don't want to say a lot of Twitch is luck, but there's always a certain amount of social media growth that is out of your control. Um, so like I said I started streaming a lot around kind of April, end of April, and I think before that um I'd only reached around 200 followers on Twitch um in about like one or two months of like super super casual streaming like once twice a week um and then when I started streaming kind of every day uh I just like the growth started to happen and I think that what's something that people who don't stream maybe don't realize is how much grinding goes into streaming um I think I've streamed almost a thousand hours now um which is you know it's quite a lot. <laughs> um, a thousand hours of chess or a thousand hours of of any game um in less than a year.
0: That's well, like an average but of like two, th- two, or three hours a day. If you played like literally three sixty-five days, it's like, yeah, that's a that's a lot of time.
1: Yeah. So I used to I used to stream every day. And then a couple of months ago, I started giving myself Saturdays off, which has been really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't think I think it's just good to have breaks from things, even if you love them. Um and so I stream now six days a week and sometimes I stream twice a day but usually I don't I kind of went through a period where I was streaming at like almost 40 hours a week which was a little bit insane Um, but I've been focusing I think there was a, a huge shift in my content actually towards the end of the summer where I moved from just kind of messing around, like playing viewers and playing arenas and stuff, to actually focusing on getting better at chess. And I think that my audience has changed a little bit because of that. But also I think people really do appreciate that um there are people on Twitch creating content who aren't titled but are trying really hard to improve at the game um and to understand the game better. Um and I think that I have learned so so much in that time. Um so I think consistency is pretty key for social media growth of any kind particularly on Twitch it's so momentum-based that people people kind of do expect you to be streaming at a certain at a certain day at a certain time it helps to have a schedule but I think that the the quality of content definitely needs to be there particularly because um because of how much chess on Twitch has kind of blown up in the past year especially there are so many streamers and i think that if you don't have a niche or a usp then you're going to find it really difficult to grow
0: what is a what is a usp
1: oh like uh um i've forgotten what it means but it's it's uh, <laughs> it's like um something specific to you uh it's uh um uh unique selling proposition unique selling point, you know. Ah, I see. Sorry. So what would you say? <laughs> so
0: you would say your your USP is your is your chess improvement and your grind.
1: Uh I think for sure that's definitely one of my my main uh unique selling points. It used to just be that I uh had a pink chess board and blundered a lot, but um I kind of wanted to I feel like I've outgrown that a little bit on my channel. Um when I started streaming I was like 700 elo and i just kind of didn't really i I didn't really think anyone was going to watch me i was just kind of muddling through playing playing games uh but yeah i I think i i had to outgrow that at some point um and now i am pretty pretty dedicated to my chess improvement
0: and now you're something like online something like 14 1500 something like that right
1: yeah i'm around 1450 rapid but i do think i am a little bit underrated um i've been i've been beating kind of like 16 1700s in classical so it's, i think the longer the longer time that i have the better i am for sure i'm so bad at blitz i'm horrible at blitz i'm like 1200 at blitz
0: yeah i'm, I'm also I'm, I'm like 400 points lower in blitz on, on on chess.com anyway i have no uh no sense of of why <laughs> know, yeah I've- for
1: sure I think blitz is huge on Twitch, on chess, on on ah, on chess Twitch though. Um, yeah, yeah, blitz is huge online. I think just the the speed and it's like it's good for streamers because you can still talk to chat, whereas in a bullet game it's a lot harder to. Um, but even then, I find that with blitz, I'm really struggling to manage my time.
0: Well, I also think practically speaking, with blitz way way harder to cheat without it being super obvious so with your opponents mm-hmm. um so i think kind of the the quality of game i mean again i don't know maybe some cheaters are up to some stuff but it, there's that and i also think really kind of what we talked about before it's a lot harder to backseat somebody when the moves are 3 minutes when then when you have time to actually put the moves in the engine and then say oh hey hey lula you missed knight takes f7 of course <laughs> um yeah And I don't know, I also think that's kind of the difference between like chess and like League of Legends, where like, you you can't tell somebody in League of Legends, oh, hey, you missed the opportunity to grab, like, that doesn't mean anything. But with chess, it's like, it's, you can just check everything with the engine and, but the truth is, like, you're already probably, in terms of percentiles, you're already better than like, 98% of people already online, so nobody can really tell you anything. Don't ever listen to idiots, I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Somehow, somehow, you know, random titled players always manage to find their way into into streamers' chats. I think looking for someone easy to yeah. beat, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, it's it's kind of crazy um, because when I start when I started out, kind of so many of the comments were just backseating because I honestly I didn't know what I was doing and I wouldn't recommend being I wouldn't recommend starting chess and then a week later starting streaming of course I wouldn't recommend that I would recommend focusing on on actually getting better at chess if that's what you want to do um but now that I actually I'm not just feeling my way through the dark and I know a little bit more about what's going on and how I like to play chess and what my strengths are and things like that. Um I am much less afraid to mute the mute the mute the backseaters and yeah. and tell them to <laughs> to be quiet. <laughs> There's
0: something else I, I wanted to ask you. Um obviously you know uh chess is a male dominated game. Um I'm I'm sure unfortunately you've you've encountered some degree of sexism in your chat or whatever. How, how have you have you? How I guess I'm wondering how have you how do you handle those kinds of moments, um and like what I, I guess really what I'm wondering is like what is your kind of take on like the state of like like girls and women in chess?
1: Yeah, I think that's something that is changing all the time. I think that probably a lot more women have gone into chess since the Queen's Gambit, but um I mean I've had male viewers be like. Oh, I just never thought you'd stick with chess, and they didn't really have any reason to say that. Um, and I do have a lot of male uh, streamer friends who play chess, and and um, I know a lot of uh, kind of Twitch chess. There's the gender imbalance isn't so much. There are a lot of yeah. um, female streamers, which is cool, and it's really great to see. Um, but there there are always um, some people who. <sighs> <sighs> they try to use my gender against me which is insane because it it, I I I genuinely don't believe that what gender you are um will affect how good you can be at chess and I mean there are women's titles in chess women can women can play open sections as well there was kind of a, a little bit of a fiasco in the amateur chess championship I think recently um when where women placed so highly but they wanted to give them the, the women's prizes right. which weren't cash prizes but uh, I think it's great that more women are getting into chess um I think that to an extent and this is something that is a little bit uh controversial but I have spoken to my male streamer friends about it to an extent I probably get more clicks on my profile because I'm a woman on twitch but that isn't enough to be successful and it's not enough to make your channel grow and it's not enough to keep viewers around um so more people probably click my board like my 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 more people probably click my stream because I'm a girl with a pink chess board but that doesn't mean that they're gonna you know actually watch my content so I don't know uh I haven't been around in chess long enough to know a ton about women women's chess historically or women in chess historically um mm-hmm. but i definitely from what i've seen things are improving
0: yeah that's fine i mean i i also think that that, that i've I've heard the same thing obviously i can't speak on it um but um I, I don't know have you do you feel like you want to become kind of a role model for other girls and uh like women who who want to get into chess or is that kind of just something that you hope doesn't have to be your place
1: Yeah do you know what actually one of my favorite things is when I when some of my viewers tell me that they're watching like with their kids or with their daughters and that they're like oh my gosh you're one of the the only things that's helping me to convince my kids chess isn't just for uh, like people like their dad (laughs) Um, which is it's I actually love it so much it's so exciting. I would absolutely adore um, the opportunity to inspire girls to get into chess I would I would love that and I think that being um, an adult who started playing chess I started playing chess when I was 22 I'm 23 now so being an adult learner and being a woman I think is it's not unusual but it's definitely a different kind of um, narrative and a different development arc or character arc than you see a lot online so if that made more women want to play chess that would be amazing.
0: Yeah, no, I think so too. And um you know, I was actually um I was just thinking like I wanted to just check cuz as we speak right now it's the final round of the FIDE Grand Swiss and uh chess on Twitch has 10,000 viewers. Um, and this is even before, like, Hikaru logs in. it would be another probably 10,000 or whatever. So let's compare, like, you know, 15,000. So old-school RuneScape, which I've been playing nonstop over the last month, has, like, a fraction of that. Uh, Rocket League <laughs> is about the same number of streamers. as about 17,000 right now. Um, mm-hmm. Fortnite's at 42K. So, I mean, you know, you look at all these numbers. Um, Animal Crossing is about 20,000. So chess has become, mm-hmm. it's gone from, you know, when I started playing... Which was only also like three years ago, really something that basically it was he car streaming and nobody else. Um, because I've been watching his st- stream for like four years, mm-hmm. kind of crazy, but it's gone into like really a mainstream Twitch thing. Um, yeah. So what do you think is what do you think makes chess, um, like so watchable compared to a lot of other games that one might say are maybe more fast paced, more action packed.
1: I think that's a good question. I think actually part of the answer is that it's so much easier to watch chess than play chess, you know. Um, you still get to kind of live the excitement of the game, but no one else's losses hurt as much as yours do. And you don't have to find the brilliancies or make the hard decisions. Sometimes I do like even though I stream chess all the time, sometimes I do just want to sit back and watch somebody else play. Um <laughs> you know I used to get so nervous playing an online chess game um I don't anymore but there's always you know chess is kind of it's always for me a battle to prove myself in some way you know you have to prove that that you can beat the other person or whatever and I think that unlike other video games um where you just kind of I mean I like other video games but if you're just shooting someone it's it's so different it's a different experience um watching chess uh watching chess I think is is very appealing to the average chess player whereas you know if i wanted to play a video game i might actually just prefer to play it than watch it i think it's kind of weird i i I don't think it occupies the same kind of role for chess players on twitch as like regular video games do i also think that pogchamps has played a huge role in making um chess more mainstream on twitch
0: oh absolutely yeah pogchamps was huge I mean, I remember, like, when they when the, the rapper Logic was there one year and Mr. Beast, I mean, that was, yeah. like, insane kind of, like, online yeah, it's, talent it's huge. grab, yeah. I, I also, like, I, I I feel like this is a little riff back to, like, the imp- sense of imposter syndrome. And I can tell you you're not mm-hmm. alone. I mean, even even title players kind of deal with that. I saw, I remember seeing a tweet. I think it was Johan Sebastian Christensen, who's a Norwegian player, and he's kind of talking about the pain that he's felt that he's not, like, a 2600 GM anymore is like insane because that's like something that any of us would like <laughs> dream to be at and but for him it's like it's something that really like upset him that he kind of he had some couple of bad tournaments so like does do you think that imposter syndrome it's it more it stems from like you wanting to get better or kind of like the competitiveness i'm, I'm just genuinely curious because i think you know you've yeah it, you're like an adult improver i think a lot of people kind of deal with this kind of stuff and you're a streamer so you for have to sure. deal with that openly
1: Yes that, that's true. Um, I mean I think a couple of weeks into chess I considered quitting and I think since I've had an audience I haven't considered quitting um, and I don't know if that's partly because I don't want to let them down but I also I don't want to let myself down. I think uh, just generally speaking um, I've always had like a huge fear of failure and I've been like I've been a an overachiever at school and whatever and chess is kind of a little bit like an extension of that for me which is probably not the healthiest way to see it but we all I mean we all hold ourselves to our own standards so you know if you're disappointed that you're not like 2600 anymore like it sounds crazy to us but it makes perfect sense for him you know we we all we all have our, our own standards for ourselves um and I think that chess is such a I mean it requires so much focus and so much um discipline and so much Um, mental energy that um, I think that failing or feeling like you failed in chess can feel so much bigger than it is even though it's just a game because it's not just a game
0: (laughs) no 100 percent. I I completely agree with you and I I mean I honestly I I kind of go I go through the same things I mean I literally I've quit chess for weeks and months like when it's just not going my way and it is what it is I, I think like What's really cool to me about um, the kind of the, the the niche that you occupy is, it is exactly what you said before, the fact that like most streamers are at this kind of place, and you're somewhere where I think a lot more people can relate. And I think that that's really cool. Um, and it's, I think it's a really, it's a really, uh, it's really nice that there's that there is a space for people like that. Because, you know, when you look at other video games on Twitch, that is common there, like in League of Legends, you I remember watching people who are like gold or whatever. They're not professional by any means. They're not necessarily beginners. Yeah. They know enough and they just play for fun and they would have like 10,000 people watching them or whatever. And I think that that's, uh, it's it's nice that the kind of the veneer of elitism is going away. Maybe the broad audience is really starting to understand how hard chess is and really what the skill cap is for the game compared to a lot of other things. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's kind of my little rant on your behalf.
1: Yeah, no, I think that... <laughs> Relatability always, has always been a huge thing in social media and it makes sense for it to exist in chess as well on Twitch because, I mean, I love watching title players play on, on Twitch, but sometimes, you know, it's a little bit overwhelming or it can be like, this is never going to be me and seeing other people who are kind of either growing at this or uh, developing at the same rate, or who are at the same level as you can be it can be really encouraging particularly mm-hmm. because it's a reminder that you don't have to be um you know a gm <laughs> to still enjoy the game or to feel like you can you know you can still have brilliancies and have excellent games of chess even if you're not titled and it doesn't matter um
0: no 100 i think that's the, the the best the best feeling in chess is when you uh when you feel like you've played some miraculous game and the engine agrees with you, like, like th- there's yeah. nothing better than that. Had a game where I sacrificed a pawn, a knight, and a rook, like, two, a week ago, like, in some insane pattern, and, and it was all engine approved. That Like, chess.com, they have, like, the, you know, the accuracy <laughs> thing, and I didn't just get one brilliant move, I had two, and I'd never seen that before. <gasps> Yeah, that was two like, in a
1: game. I yeah. actually that might be a world record. I've never seen that before.
0: No, there's a I've seen four in one game. There's a Gary that, that's wow. just nuts. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, okay, Gary though. Yeah, <laughs> it is Gary who apparently plays Hearthstone. That's what I found out yesterday,
1: I saw that on Twitter. I thought that was that was funny.
0: No, I played Hearthstone for many years. So like to hear that, I mean, I had heard that he and also Peter's Viddler. I think people had mentioned that they play Hearthstone on streams mm-hmm. and YouTube videos but then to hear that he's like, you know, Diamond 5 or whatever and him saying, you know, if I <laughs> grinded harder, I could get to master. it's was just like it's like the, the the chess world champion or whatever and he's like talking about <laughs> I do not want to put enough work to to uh to become master or I just think it's hysterical. Absolutely. Yeah, I know that was very funny. Yeah. Because I had literally played that game for years. I mean, I was I went on another podcast and I talked about like the randomness and how I mm-hmm. that's what I didn't like. But here you had Gary in an yeah. interview. He was saying, "Oh, I love that randomness that exists in Hearthstone. It's what makes it fun." And I'm like, "Okay, Gary, like you sound like a poker player." Mm-hmm. Although obviously there's, a, you know, that's not everything. Um, I have had poker players on my um podcast as well. I think poker is a great game too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess um next thing I wanted to ask you is about kind of um. You mentioned that you're an overachiever. I wonder how mm. goal oriented are you? And if you are goal oriented, I mean, what are some of the what are some of the goals that you have like over the next year, maybe for your chess or for your your channel or both, or just I, I don't know, like because it's you said that you stream almost 40 hours a week. So I guess it's it has kind of become a job for you, right?
1: Yeah. Um I've been streaming I've been streaming a little bit less than that lately, but um I mean I've got I've got an OTB coming, an OTB tournament, my first ever OTB tournament coming up at the end of the year. So that is, that's been one of my goals this year is to work towards that and to play my first actual over the board. I think some of the pressure of that has actually been relieved by playing uh, the Dragon Masters because that was mm-hmm. a tournament and I managed to do quite well in that. And I don't think anyone's really expecting me to perform that well at the OTB Um you know, being being a completely new player. And I've played almost all of the chess that I've played online. So over the board is a different experience. So that was one of my goals. Yeah, it's so different. (laughs) That's actually,
0: that's going to be the warning that I'll give you because I I also, I barely use a chessboard ever. And that kind of dimension adjustment is really hard. So my my advice to you, but I'll just say on the podcast, um, like if you're going to play classical games on stream, just open your board if you have a board if you don't like i would just get one and just open a board and just Mm -hmm. just get the feel for for how that translates because i mean even throughout the whole pandemic i had improved like so many rating points and i thought i was gonna Mm -hmm. be going to these otb tournaments and just smoking people in beginner sections and first of all there were (laughs) smurfs but second of all i mean i was hanging pieces left and right because i wasn't used to it and it was embarrassing yeah it was absolutely embarrassing Yeah,
1: board vision is so different so, on, different. On board. so different,
0: so yeah. different, and then you like see the blunders that you you make on the on the two D <laughs> and just cringe like something that I would never ever make anymore. And I like yeah, but it is what it is. Like I that, that that's kind of what I and anyone else who maybe is like because I think most people play chess online now. It really is more yeah, or less a two D game. I agree. So, but like, are you excited for the? I mean, where are you playing the OTB tournament? What kind of tournament is it? Have you are you have you just kind of said I'm going to play one at the end of the th- thing and haven't really have you registered for the federation? Nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm an ECF member. It's, it's in London, um, uh, just after Christmas. Um, it's, it's three days, six rounds of 90 30. So wow, it's kind of three long, days. actually, yeah, <laughs> three days, six rounds. I've never played two classical games in one day. Uh, so you're not from be... London. You're
0: from, I think Jersey, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not from London, but I've spent a, I've spent a significant amount of time there. And it's, I mean, it's a 30 hour, oh, mm-hmm. sorry, not 30 hour, 30 minute uh, plane ride. Yeah. So it's really, it, it's, it doesn't take long to get there at all. I think it, I went to university in the north of England and it took me longer on the train to get to London than it does for me to fly there now. So um, I've got a, a ton of friends there. I, I'll be playing with some friends. So I'm not going to be playing on my own, which is really important. Oh, that's really, because... really
0: great, actually, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, I would be way too afraid to do it all alone, but, uh, I actually am the only one who's going to be playing in the minor. So <laughs> still, still kind of on my own, but now but the not, minor is that like the lower bad. division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's under 1600. Um, and then there's also a major and an open, okay. but I don't, I don't have a rating, so I don't want to play in the major. I think I'll just get Crushed yeah, every no, that, game. That
0: makes, yeah, that makes that makes plenty of sense. I, I think uh, it's also better to do that. um Yeah. Does Jersey? I know Jersey's an island, right?
1: Yeah, it is. It's just it's actually really close to France. Yeah. Um, but there isn't a huge chess scene here. I have to say, I've tried to get into it, but um, I don't think they there is a Jersey chess club, but I don't think they've resumed meetings since COVID. So, no. um, yeah, I know. But hopefully that will happen soon. Uh, it'd be nice to play more OTV, to be honest. But it's not really that viable where I live, sadly. Yeah,
0: unfortunately. I mean, my, my favorite streamer of all time, Sips from the Yogscast When I was like eleven, I was like watching the, those videos, the Minecraft videos. But he he, I'm pretty sure he lives in Jersey, so that I, I kind of remember. The yeah, movie. yeah,
1: he does. Yeah. It's yeah. The goat. I love that um, guy. <laughs> there are a couple of um streamers, YouTubers from Jersey actually. Um, there's like Chris MD as well, who did FIFA stuff.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow. I didn't know that yeah. actually. Wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but none none who do chess. So that's,
0: that's maybe you now. gotta get all of them to play chess now. Maybe that's the goal.
1: That's true. That's yeah. true. I should, I should uh that's a good idea. Um but yeah chess. So OTB is a big chess goal of mine. And then uh rating goals I was talking to some of my friends who are significantly better at chess than I am. And a couple of them think that I might be able to kind of by this time next year, be 2000 online, wow. which would be really cool. Um, I would like that. That's something that I'm now going to work towards. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I think I mean, it if, is actually possible.
0: If you hit 2000 online, I mean, at that point, I, I think you're just a good player. I just got there recently. <laughs> so, you know, I'm peacing out. Like, that's it. No more. Yeah, you can retire now. I have know? all these books. I bought all these books. I sleep with I sleep with Boris Gelfand on my pillow, you know, and that gives me like uh, that gives me an elo boost. Um, no, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think that's a, I honestly think it's a very realistic goal. I think you you kind of. Um, I I was really it was really cool to see how much you improved in a year, just like like re- looking at your chart because. That same improvement took me like two and a half years, I think. So, you know, I think, I think, uh, I think you are, you should really, I know you say you have imposter syndrome, but you should, I think it's also nice to kind of appreciate how far you've come. And, uh, but Thank it's you. a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I think that the, yeah. the, that's the, 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 hard part about chess is the the amount of yeah, chess I, is hard. <laughs> But also, I mean, I've talked and I've I've talked about this with uh, plenty of other guests, and my conclusion, like the more I I talk with people who are like you know title players, whatever, is you know ninety nine percent of your chess improvement will be just by playing games. I mean, if you are serious about how you analyze your games, and if you're trying to take lessons or whatever, and you are like working on other stuff on the side, like and practicing it in your games, that that is like where ninety percent of it is going to be, maybe even ninety nine at certain points. So, I, I mean, if you're gonna if you continue streaming, which I hope you do. And uh yeah, I think I think you I think it's more than realistic. But have you ever hit a plateau, a rating plateau?
1: Um so I kind of I did I don't play a ton of rated games to be honest, because I stream. Right. So I don't like to play rated uh against viewers, obviously, because I just right. get farmed. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that <laughs> and makes sense. playing playing rated um online isn't always the best content, I don't think. Like it can be good, Um, but I think I reached like 1400 rapids maybe around the beginning of September and I haven't really done a grind since. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess you could say I'm currently at a plateau, but I don't believe that I am because I think if I start playing rated online, then I will probably increase my rating. Um, but yeah, I think for, for me, it's a bit different because I do go through big periods of not playing rated games. So it's very difficult for me to right. kind of tell yeah, if I've hit a plateau.
0: Now, do you only stream yeah. chess or do you stream other? I know you stream marbles. You you timed me out in your chat uh, two days ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> for yeah. the record, I didn't know it was you. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> I didn't know I'd have to deal with the consequences. now.
0: I was so close to just canceling the interview. I was so mad. <laughs>
1: um so sometimes I do I do marbles a couple of chess streamers do marbles actually I think chess bra made it pretty popular yeah um but Bra's marbles a are really funny. Of, yeah they are um maybe once or twice a week we do some marbles when I first started streaming I did do some other like super casual games um and like Gartic phone and like drawing games like drawies kind of Mm -hmm. a thing in the chess community now Uh, but I don't really anymore I kind of moved away from that I think I just I'm kind of one of those people who hyper on things and then like throws them away when they're not interested anymore and pretty much everyone I know kind of expected me to do that with chess after a couple of months and it hasn't happened I've just kind of gotten more and more obsessed so I moved actually away from even, I know a lot of chess streamers, small chess streamers who want to eventually diversify into variety streaming, but I think I've kind of gone in the other direction and I'm just more and more into chess. Uh, So no, chess is the one for me, at least for now.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. That's awesome. Um, I just have a couple more questions. First of all, I'm wondering like Mm -hmm. uh, with regards to, with, with Twitch, like, do you have any more concrete goals for your your Twitch channel um, that you would like to see in the next uh, next few? I know you said that a lot of it is random uh, in terms of you know how the social media algorithms pick you up and whatnot. But you know now that you do have some sort of a you know sizable following, like what are some of your your ambitions now from here?
1: Yeah, I mean, I suppose the next kind of big or like tangible goal would be Twitch partner um that's kind of the next thing that you can say okay I've achieved this um but that's kind of it's a little bit um it's a little bit harder to get than it looks you know Mm -hmm. in terms of you can meet all the metrics and still not get accepted so that's probably the next I try not to set um I try not to set like time constraints too much because i did kind of say at the beginning of this year i want to be twitch partner by the end of the year but uh more of it is out of my control than i can kind of reasonably uh than i could have considered at the time so that's probably next i mean in terms of follower growth uh as long as as long as my channel keeps growing i'm pretty happy i i do kind of need to start thinking about uh other platforms which is kind of one of the reasons i've started getting into twitter you know um this week
0: well your twitter presence (laughs) is phenomenal by the way some fantastic memes thank you you're welcome
1: (laughs) all the memes are original content as well yeah they're great
0: they are the breath of fresh air i mean it seems like you get get a lot of a lot of good engagement on them too so you know
1: yeah it's Honestly, I think until about three or four days ago, I didn't do anything on Twitter. So it's kind of all happened at once.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's how I found you. And that's actually how I find most of my guests. So, you know, if you're interested in hopping on the podcast, you think you have something to say, you can just DM me. Uh, it's at uh, 64podcast. And your Twitter is what is uh, Lula Robs, right? It's, a- it's Lula, Lula Robs. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, But I should probably start thinking about YouTube and things like that in 2022. That's probably those are probably things to work towards. You have to like make like a Um, clips
0: thing and all that, or, you know, maybe just make whole time videos. Like what what kind of, what are you thinking if at all about that kind of content? Yeah. I mean, I've got a
1: couple of, (laughs) no, no, it's fine. I've got a couple of friends who have recently started doing YouTube shorts, which are like 15 second videos. Mm -hmm. I think TikTok is, TikTok is obviously huge, but I feel like chess isn't big on it. Um, I did post a TikTok. I got a TikTok last week. Posted, I posted my Queen Zach clip. That did okay, actually. Um, so maybe it's something I need to consider. I try not to, I call it like um me- like meta streaming when people talk about like, oh, you need to start streaming like this time of day and you need to do these things. And like I I I hate like numbers and stuff like that. So I try not to think too much about like engagement in numbers, but it's impossible, like you have to you because have to. it's part of the job, you know. Um, and it's, I don't really know when it switched over from, I don't have to think about this at all to, wow, I actually need to consider engagement and growth, but it's, it's cool because having to consider those things means that it's kind of real, you know? Um, so, I mean, I managed to partner my stream with chess.com this year, which is something that I didn't even know was available to me as like a chess beginner, but that was pretty cool um so yeah now I'm a chess.com partner streamer and I actually love it it's, it's it's one of the things that really encouraged me to get better actually at chess um because before I was just kind of like haha I'm just blundering all the time on the internet and people are laughing at me but <laughs> now I actually play chess to uh, some kind of level
0: <laughs> so no Lee Chess streams anymore no no Lee Chess uh... yeah no I'm no.
1: Uh maybe not, no.
0: Yeah. That's always I always I always love that drama. Uh well I, and JJ, your coach. I mean, uh JJ does not like chess.com, so you know it's a little little bit of beef.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, um chess.com went down the other day and, and Hikari started playing bullet on Lee chess Really? <laughs> yeah, I was watching a stream and chess.com like the server overloaded for like five minutes or something and, and Hikari just opened Lee Chess and started playing.
0: Wow, I can't really Wow, that's a, that's hilarious.
1: I think it was just like a bit of a meme. Like he, he played no, like def- two bullet yeah, games yeah, and then de- switched definitely. back. But... Well he
0: also he's saying he's quit he's he he's officially quitting bullet. He's finishing with his thirty four. Oh, really? Yeah, he 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 did this like bullet speed run and that's it. He he's he's sick of bullet, he doesn't like playing it anymore. So that's oh. kind of insane. I but... actually love bullet.
1: But that is kind of insane from Hikari. I would I wouldn't have expected yeah. that.
0: Well, I mean, the, 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 um, you know, if he ever plays on Lee Chess, I would love to see him and Magnus play a, like a real bullet, like series match because we can never get to see that, unfortunately. And
1: Oh, yeah. His chat kept asking him to to play Magnus because he yeah. was online. But <laughs>
0: That would have been, yeah. I mean, that would have made it yeah, crazy. I do have a sponsor section because as many of my listeners know, um, 64 Chess Podcast is sponsored by Aim Chess, division of the Play Magnus group you can use code David30 to get 30% off your first month with AimChess and start your improvement today or tomorrow if you get it tomorrow or whenever you decide to pick it up, but use code David30. Um, And as part of my sponsorship, I do this thing called AimChess Instant Insights. I don't know if you have um, listened to any of those, if you know what the deal is, but basically I'm gonna ask you some kind of rapid fire questions. And you just kind of answer, you can say as much or as little as you want are you ready okay. to get into the the Instant Insights portal? Yes, no. I'm um,
1: I'm ready. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's hey. go. I'm ready.
0: Here we go. Um, so this is Instant Insights, sponsored by Aimchess. Question one: um, Do you prefer the knight or the bishop?
1: Knight, hundred percent. Any any day.
0: You're like I think the only person who's really said that. Everyone what? said yeah. What? Everybody says no. Yeah, everybody says bishop because no, no no no. no. Or, Bishop no Liz. the bishop
1: pair is no the bishop pair is a myth honestly at this level uh, like if you're not a title player the bishop pair is actually a myth yeah like the the horsey pair come on
0: well yeah <laughs> or, or, yeah hor- horsey I, I agree and by the way mm-hmm. i mean i i think that there needs to be some motion in fide to rename it the horsey it looks like a horse i agree yeah
1: yeah it is a horse they're just yeah. lying to themselves but
0: not a horse horsey it has to be horsey
1: yeah horsey yeah that's true actually mm-hmm
0: i want to, i want everybody i want everybody who's listening if you're doing annotations yeah. for the world Chess championship don't write like nc3 write hc3 we need to normalize this yeah like, maybe for yeah, maybe Able if we pulled, just all yeah. emailed them yeah know, yeah i think let's just just, flood fide's like communications officer with emails to to rename the knight to the horsey pa- pass a i agree horse.
1: yeah i think i would love to see that 100 yeah. percent. i think it would get more people into chess honestly
0: yeah <laughs> definitely uh, I mean, it is a face of chess, too. If you look at any chess website, it's the horse. Exactly. So. It's
1: always the most important piece on a board. So.
0: so, knight or bishop, you're going with horsey. So, that's a good Horsey. One. Yeah, yep. horsey. That's yep. the name of a Pokemon, right? Isn't horsey also H-O-R-S-E-A? Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: yeah, like a seahorse, yep.
0: Now I'm revealing too much about my love for Pokemon. No, I'm a Pokemon enjoyer as well. Don't worry.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> It's very 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 uh I, I wonder is there overlap between pokemon players and chess players a lot of strategy actually in pokemon but anyway don't want to get distracted <laughs> um next question is uh i i this is also something i should have probably asked you before but um are you rooting for for mm-hmm. magnus or for for nepo in this world championship do you even do you care that much about otb chess nepo nepo Yep. i'm, nepo,
1: glad, we, I'm glad we're getting yep. some
0: you're like the contrarian so far because it's already we're two for two <laughs> really like, yeah, nobody really picks Ooh. Nepo. If I, if I push them a little bit, they say, oh, yeah, but Nepo's an underdog. But most people are like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, Magnus all the way. Do you, do you think Nepo will win or, I mean, or are you rooting for him?
1: I I think it would be very cool. Like, I think it would, it would be very cool if he won. Like, I think it would kind of unsettle things. Not saying that, um, like, Magnus isn't probably the best chess player of all time maybe but um napo you know he's a bit i think he's a bit of a bit of a wild card you know very I much i
0: completely agree with that think yeah money
1: yeah and also he has a cat so i have to root for oh, him awesome. you know do you have a cat yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I have four so four it was wow. yeah it was always going to be Napo i'm sorry magnus <sighs> yep
0: yeah, I'm. Um, I have one cat. Back in America, I really miss my cat. Miss oh, it. awesome! Yeah, shout out Susie mm-hmm. if you're listening. Susie's not listening, but <laughs> Susie doesn't like chess. She will oh. not say if I'm like studying chess. She will not sit with me at home ever. She doesn't care, but it's okay. Oh, have her. you
1: have you ever seen um, LaFong's stream? He's got uh cat cam. He's a chess streamer. I
0: have seen his streams, but I've never seen the. I, I've, yeah. I've seen because I see he streams oh. with Chess bra sometimes, but I never knew he had a cat cam. That's crazy.
1: Yeah, he has, he has a cat called Bononi. She's so cute.
0: Oh, that's a great name.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a great name.
0: And uh, Sips has a turtle cam, Terry the tortoise.
1: Ooh, oh. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, it's great. Every sometimes he'll like switch off the camera or whatever, and he has to do whatever, and he'll switch to turtle cam, and people can just watch his turtle like eat food or whatever, or just chill. Mm-hmm. It's very very based. Love it. <laughs> um, I guess my myth, number three. This may be a hard one for you to answer, but what is your favorite place where okay. you've ever played chess?
1: Uh, Okay, Um, yeah, I've only ever really played chess uh, in my bedroom and in my friend's house in London. Oh, I actually played chess in, um, there's this really like cheap, um, tacky, like British pub chain called Weatherspoons, and I played chess in a Weatherspoons once actually, so maybe that's actually quite a little bit offbeat, you know?
0: Yeah, like B4, it's (laughs) offbeat like B4, you know, a little off uh... Exactly,
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm
0: um number four uh who's your favorite chess player of all time
1: okay this is a little bit of a hard question for me um i don't know any
0: like do you do a lot of like his like chess game study or like history do you like look at a lot of like old games and stuff that is, you don't have to i, I...
1: Really think so. My <laughs> I second actually ad- i haven't had that much of an opportunity to mm-hmm. I re- i do like a monthly thing where i get viewers to submit uh games and I got them to submit historical games last month which was really cool to look That's through cool. yeah. but there's no there's no like one uh chess player who's kind of whole repertoire I've managed to like study or like look right. through or like any who whose careers I've managed to look at um so I I don't know if I can really answer that I did post um a clip on Twitter the other day of Vasily Ivanchuk talking about one of his games um answer. I think yeah. he gets so yeah he gets so passionate I love that. Um, but no, I, I don't, I don't know. People ask me that all the time on stream actually and I just don't have a good answer.
0: That's fine. I mean, if you, I think it was the second episode on my podcast where I had like a National Master um, and he was like, yeah, I got the NM title and I never, ever looked at a historical game. I don't know. I don't know any <laughs> of these players. And then you had like Hikaru on the other hand say, oh yeah, I'm like, I, you know, he, he, he says something similar about that, but he's also like, like he looked at all these games of this one player. So I was like, wow, I guess you can really just not study these people and just be good at chess like which is good to know i think a lot of people have that perception that uh for the sake of improvement the history matters that much yeah
1: i watched a, a youtube video the other day where magnus got asked who his favorite historical chess i was and he said himself like three years before so yeah. that was at the, was at the <laughs> last
0: yeah that was amazing that was at the last world yeah. championship i actually remember that watching the interview live yeah i remember watching that interview live and laughing my ass off yeah. my my roommate is like, why are you, la- why are you laughing? And I was like, tried to explain to him, oh, there's this chess player. He, I, mean, I, was <laughs> so. I just said you wouldn't get it, like I was um, a joker or something. Um,
1: yeah, I think as chess players, it's really, it's really easy to forget like how little the rest of the world cares about chess when we care so much.
0: Yeah. Oh, and it was worse before Queen's Gambit and all that. I mean, I like I've said oh, this story yeah. like I- many times on my podcast, but I like there's one guy who like kind of came into my. Uh, my room drunk um like three years ago uh it was like uh, October october whatever right around the world championship and i was like just grinding chess in my bedroom and he's like why aren't you going out dave it's a friday and i was like oh, i don't want to play chess in my room and he's like kind well, of basically called me a nerd and then sure enough during the pandemic i get a facebook message same guy he's like hey i remember you play chess like you want to like run some games with me i got it and i was like oh interesting huh.
1: <laughs> yeah. oof yeah, yeah like i'm crawling back yeah
0: um next question (laughs) next question i have is uh is i think i know the answer is going to be um because i normally Mm -hmm. ask what's the most memorable tournament you've ever played but i think (laughs) yeah
1: yeah i've only ever played one so dragon masters 2 yay yeah
0: but i think i i feel like that's going to be a memorable one for you for a long time
1: oh for sure i actually managed to go undefeated as well which was pretty pretty cool very cool um
0: I went uh, defeated in my first chess tournament. Actually, I went own four. I uh, had winning positions. That's in every my. Game. Yeah.
1: That's my biggest fear about my OTB is that I'm going to go zero out of six.
0: Well, listen, I I literally I literally I I, I I think my OTB record is like three and twenty or something. Like I'm horrible. But mm-hmm. It's it's about the fun. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's not about. It's just a game at the end of the day. And I guess because you're a streamer, honestly, maybe it's probably a lot harder because, you know, you're going to have nasty people who can, you know, try and tease you about it. But, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't fucking matter. It's not like you're a surgeon or anything and your failure is going to kill anybody. Okay. <laughs> worse thing you had a couple of bad tournaments. <laughs> who cares? I mean, easier said than done, yeah, right? Yeah, that's But uh, that kind of that elo fear is something that I'm, I'm very passionate about fighting against lately. It's like become almost mm-hmm. like a crusader of sorts against, you know, just it's just a game. My brother he my brother finally got gone he's been on and off getting into chess and he always used to be scared of like playing rated games because he was like the elo or whatever he's scared about seeing the number go up and down but you know slowly but surely you get it's <laughs> slowly but surely you get freed from that and he has like a 2000 2100 puzzles rating and he barely plays just insane that's like yeah. to me, it's no crazy. when i
1: first started i only did puzzles so i do understand that like i was too afraid to play a real game so i literally just did puzzles
0: but you know what i actually think that that probably helps a, a lot with improvement because you know maybe yeah your, i agree your understanding of you know the positioning or whatever is whatever but the minute you see a tactic you spot it instantly it's like instant wins at that point which is great
1: yeah, yeah that's true
0: now i only i have uh, i have three more questions again i mm-hmm. because you of your experience and whatnot i don't know how easy this is but you know we'll see so first one i had was uh what's your favorite game you've ever played <clears throat> typically you know some title player will say oh we'll check out this you know chess games you know my win against blah 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 but I know you don't really have someone like that but could talk a little bit about a um
1: movie. yeah no it, it's a fun question I the last classical game I played on stream um was actually really cool because um I was I was actually kind of like losing out the opening a little bit like it was I was, I, I was playing with white and it was maybe like maybe like minus two. Um, but um, I realized I was going to lose a pawn. And recently, I've been, you know, getting less attached to the idea of being down a pawn. Uh, but that was, it was a big, big deal for me before because I, I'm not because I'm not a super aggressive player. I'm a very solid player. So often things get down to like an end game. Right. So being down a pawn or two is kind of stressful. Um, but in the opening, I realized I was going to lose a pawn. But I've realized there are multiple ways that I could lose the pawn. And how like, I could create kind of like a positional weakness by losing that pawn. So I felt like that was a really, really cool game for me. And then the rest of the game after that, I just managed to play like very accurate accurately and like a really really cool game um so that was a against another streamer um druid rank and he he was felt a little bit like he never really got a chance after like he was better out of the opening but after that he felt like he he never really had a chance which Mm. was you know it was pretty cool (laughs) for me not for him maybe but um he he actually said that (laughs) sorry he said that after playing that it kind of renewed his love for like long form chess so that was really cool
0: yeah, long form. I I also think like uh, the honestly the only thing that makes me sick about like playing rapid online is just like how easy it is for people to kind of you know you you get a decent position and somebody puts something in the engine to save their... that 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 can never be stopped. So you you have to like just pray for good faith from people. That's why I think it is yeah. nice that there's stuff like chess punks. They have these weekly rapid tournaments where kind of it's everybody mm-hmm. you can kind of trust is like in the same group. And yeah, everyone's trying to improve. That's a nice way to kind of get really high quality games with people that you trust or I think the best way is really OTB. Um because mm-hmm. nobody's gonna cheat in your OTB. They, they would be insane. <laughs> like it would be nuts. Yeah for sure. Um I have two more questions. First of all, mm-hmm. what's your favorite game of somebody else? Again, I it seems like you haven't really studied too many other games, but maybe there's one offhand that you kind of know.
1: Um I I haven't really studied too many games to be honest. Um There was this one really cool. um, There was this one cool historical game, um, which was um, Edwin Ziegler Adams versus Carlos. I think I'm butchering these butchering these names. Carlos torre Repetto, which um, in which um, um, Adams just tries to like hang his queen a million times over. Um, to like basically get a fancy background mate, which was a really cool game. I can link it to you after, but yeah, I like sure. that's just one that someone submitted for our historical game stream. Like, I, I don't really have one that I'm attached to, so I don't I don't really have a good answer.
0: For sure, I will just I'll tell one story. I don't, I'm not sure I've told this on sh- on podcast maybe a long time ago, but um, when I had a chess coach, uh, like when I was getting started, I got shown this game or this position. It's like uh, Nigel Short. So basically, he has this Immortal King walk game where he just, marches yes yeah all the way up. And I ever mm-hmm. since when I saw that game, I basically, I got this end game, the only OT, one of the only OTB games I ever won. I was mm-hmm. getting killed in the opening against a guy who was basically, he was expert rated. Like you, you see it. So he was like almost 2000 ELO. And mm-hmm. I had like only been playing for a couple of months. And so I, uh, but I remember that game. So somehow I survived into some completely drawn position. And I just literally walked my king up from, e8 all the way to like c2 or something and i won the game i put i because it was his king and he couldn't he couldn't move any pieces and i forced checkmate and it just like literally just moved my king up ignored all the possible threats i put hit it behind some square and it was like crazy but at that game like it was literally just that game like calling that into memory mm-hmm. saying well this guy's way better than me so who cares if i lose this game i was gonna <laughs> lose anyway and i just did some baller shit <laughs> so no that's yeah. very cool now that you Yeah, because without... I have to put the explicit thing. <laughs> so
1: stupid. Without uh seeing the game, you probably wouldn't have believed in the, the plan. So. Exactly. That's very cool. Yeah.
0: So I think there is value basically in studying. But it, I also, you know, some people will like buy a games collection and be like, oh, I just read 400 pages, pages of Bobby Fischer. How come I'm not getting better? So, you know, there's kind of a balance.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think um, like... Agod matter is a really good source for watching high- level chess uh games something i used to watch a, like way more of his videos when i first started um when i wasn't streaming so much just because i had more time yeah uh, but i think i think he looks at them in such kind of an accessible way and he breaks them down so I, I yeah mean, i, think I that's really probably my I, favorite way to consume high level chess content
0: and I, and i think you hit it on the money i mean even like you know uh i i think a lot of people have done those kinds of videos now but he really he wasn't the first person to do that They're like you know there was like king's crusher and all these guys and daniel king who were who yeah. doing those kinds of, but he was really the one to make it accessible and i'll say for me mm-hmm. i'd been watching his videos for months before i even started playing i just thought that the game was so fascinating and that's how i learned about magnus yeah. and ikaru and Vasily and boris gelfand mm-hmm. and all these like colorful characters and the so i i have a enormous deal of respect for him and i think like it's the easiest way to get access to those kind of historical games or contemporary games check him out if you if you haven't heard of a gadmator <laughs> uh, if you haven't heard of him and you're listening to chess podcasts, <laughs> and boy do i have uh, some content for you um to check out and yeah i guess we'll we'll end off the the, the sponsor section with the final question i again I, mm-hmm. I think i might know the answer to this but i'd love to be surprised okay. but what's, what is your favorite opening
1: okay actually my favorite opening is the Karakan i i i love the car like i, I like the karakan is my soulmate <laughs>
0: <Me> too.
1: <laughs> against d4 really um
0: <laughs> i'm a, I'm a actually, steadfast karakan player
1: yeah i love the karakan honestly um it's it's probably like the first actual opening i tried to learn to play um and i tried to learn to play it using uh gotham chess's old 10 minute caracan video, which was mm. I used to talk about be, talk about it being my comfort video because I would just watch it. <laughs> I would just watch it. And he's he's got a new one now and he's got a course and everything, obviously. Yeah. Um but I I also was talking to one of my friends the other day about I think the Karakan learning the Karakan so early into chess is probably why I'm such a positional chess player. Um because I that's I decided to learn that instead of you know just E4 E5 or the Sicilian or like more open positions. Right. So yeah karakhan all the way
0: i can tell you that i i started playing the karakhan i was about 1500 ish and it Mm -hmm. got me to 500 elo extra in like a year i mean it's it's fantastic i actually think to my you know caro fellow karakhan lovers i'm probably going to stop playing it and and learn something new just because i think it's been (gasps) it's been getting a little it's been getting you know i've been playing it for so long like like i understand yeah i do want to kind of try some some new things but um but it, I mean I will always have love for it and I always like will will play it for the rest of my life. I, I like like you said a mm-hmm. soulmate. I really feel like it's it is like it is like my chess soulmate. Like ever since I like yeah. really started to play it, I was like wow, this is I, I I just feel like it's like if you if you get it, you really get it. And that Gotham chess video by the way, I didn't know how to play against the fantasy <laughs> variation. I started to see the fantasy variation like crazy now and like I literally found like this main line like from the Gotham chess video. So, you know, I can learn something from Gotham Chess, you know, where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Nobody should be kind of, I, I see a lot of snobs about, oh, well, he makes content for beginner. Who, who cares? Why is that, you know? Well, who cares? Just like let people make the stuff they want to make and it, it'll help people. It helped me. So that's my rant.
1: Yeah, 100%. I, I think that his content is great. I think that the amount of, and the, the, the variation of, chess content on YouTube these days is amazing because everyone has a certain, everyone has their own learning, learning style. Everyone has uh, creators whose methods they prefer, but I think Lavi's done amazing things for particularly like new beginners uh, in chess since kind of he started.
0: I'm really interested to see, you know, obviously like, despite all the resources you can get um, online, I'm really curious to see like how like lessons are going to go for you. I hope I hope you see some like really huge improvement gains. Um and you know I'll I'll be following your your progress very closely. I'm a big fan and um <laughs> yeah, I mean I congrats on all the growth so far and uh congrats on you know on just keep on growing and uh you know inspiring people to play. I think it's really cool. Um, Thank you so much. I don't know if there's That's anything so else you want to talk about <laughs> um... or
1: uh nothing in particular I am I'm very excited for my chess coaching as well uh one of the things that I said to JJ is that he reminds me kind of of my university professors uh I think it's probably because of the philosophy background but I think that's you know it's he's he explains things in a way that's really great for me so I think um chess coaching is is going to be kind of the thing that helps me to reach the next level hopefully
0: yeah and then, uh, you know, I, I think mm-hmm. it's, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, for me, I always, yeah, I really am. I have a friend who also got to like, like also like 1400 in a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was just astounded yeah. because I mean, he really, he didn't even know the pieces moved. He just kind of got interested It's <laughs> in before Queen's Gamma and all that. He just like during the pandemic got interested in it. And yeah, but. Um, but I, I, he agrees with me. I think once you reach that like 1,400, 1,500 level, that's where chess starts to get really interesting because people will stop making yeah. those kind of chess blunder mistakes of hanging things so often. And then yeah. you really have to learn how to plan. And that's where the game gets really beautiful. So Yeah, then you actually you. have
1: to learn how to play chess. <laughs>
0: yeah. and, then syndrome, and then imposter syndrome gets really bad. Oh, um, yeah. But that's the <laughs> thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little shot and Freud. Other people, I mean, I'm sure mm-hmm. your your streamers are gonna have a. I don't know. I, I'm wondering, um, like, you know, do you plan on doing other content with like other streamers and try to branch out in that way? Because I mean, there are a lot of chess streamers out there who are growing with you, so I think that'd be pretty cool to see some collabs. I don't know if you have anything like that, in store yet. Yeah,
1: I've done I've done a couple of collabs. Um, like I said, my classical game, my weekly classical is always against another streamer, so there's mm-hmm. that, and then you know. Just casual collabs. I did a I did an odds match the other day um, against um another streamer who's like 2000 rated and I managed to beat him oh, nice. with just like one porn odds, which was pretty cool. Nice. <laughs> um so but yeah, I, I I like to do, you know, more fun content as well as my super serious I'm getting better at chess stuff.
0: Maybe some guests the Elo in the future.
1: Yeah, I guess the Elo is really fun. That's um, scary. especially when uh when people submit master games and you think they're 1600. Yeah. That's great. I love that.
0: (laughs) That just tells you, I mean, that everybody, everybody's bad at chess. If Magnus thinks he's bad at chess, then what are we? Oh my. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I want to thank all my listeners once again for another, um, listening to another fantastic episode of 64 chess podcast. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at 64 podcast, uh, subscribe on Spotify, Apple, uh, reason, wherever you get your podcasts. I don't even know, uh, where I just kind of submit it wherever anchor, um, Lulu, thanks so much for coming on. I'm really grateful. Uh, I'm always trying to get, uh, more streamers on the show, more female chess players on the show. It's a big, uh, very important to me. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you're so, um, eager to come on and, um, hope to have you back. Maybe we'll see, uh, you know, continued Twitch and chess dominance in the next year. Hopefully. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, in any case, uh, thanks so much for coming on. I want to thank my listeners once again. Aim Chess, thanks so much for sponsoring me as always. Appreciate you. Um, you can use code DAVID30 to get 30% off your first month with AimChess. Uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys in a week or two. Um, I'm still planning out my, my schedule for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but I uh, have some good episodes, really good episodes um, planned over the next two months. So stay tuned and uh, I hope you guys enjoy and I will see you guys soon. Take it easy.